Hello, everyone. Just to make you aware, we do spoilers on this show. So if you haven't seen the film that we're discussing, I'd recommend going and checking it out before listening. If you're happy to hear spoilers, then carry on. If not, check us out, check out the film, and come back to us when you're ready. Hello and welcome back to Clapperboard Climax, your weekly fix of ramblings all aimed at films. My name is Dan and as ever I am joined by Anna. Hi. By Joe. Hi. How are you both this week? <laughs> Average yeah. to low. It's it's late on a, well not late, but late because we're old on it's, a Friday night. So uh, It's EastEnders time. EastEnders is on. Darkness wow. has fallen. Which but luckily, probably... I can watch it later. Well, there you go. And that's the real takeaway from today's episode. If you like <laughs> iPlayer, you can watch iPlayer. Don't watch EastEnders. <laughs> we aren't talking EastEnders tonight. Tonight, Anna, I think you're very excited. Do you want to tell everyone what film we are going to be talking about? Oh, I thought you were going to have some sort of well-planned intro. Yeah, he's not said anything that's. Oh, like... he's not. I, I was going to, but then we've got derailed with EastEnders. And also, if you're listening, you can't see this. Somebody is posting emojis onto the chat on our little recording, and it's quite distracting. Hang on. I'm not doing it now. I did it once. I know. Is, this, is it still doing it? The reason why it's distracting is because I want to see more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. We are doing the 80s classic John Hughes movie, Pretty in Pink. Applauds, applauds, applauds. And whose choice was it? Mine! It was yours. Which is why you know the director, the year, the date. You're I on it. I don't know the year. What is the year? A very good question. I think in 80 something. 1986. 1980 something. 1986. Okay. Um, so you are going to be our pretty and pink Sherpa for the evening, guiding us through, I'm sure. Because yeah. I can't speak for Joe. Well, I can speak for jokes, I do know. But um, I don't no, think either of, us had, neither of us had watched it, had we, before? No, no, yeah, I hadn't seen it. So um, it's going to be... I knew nothing about it. No, me either. Okay, so. well, let me ask you this. Are you familiar with any John Hughes 80s Brat Pack movies at all? Uh, I am familiar with uh, The Breakfast Club. But I, I mean, if you it. haven't seen The Breakfast Club, well, I don't know where you've been. Probably in the 90s, that's what I was going to say, living in the 90s. Yeah, but everybody in the 90s knows it. Everybody knows The Breakfast Club. I mean, it's like a... Well, I was born in 89, so I'm technically... Well, I'll say coming-of-age movie. Breakfast Club. And anyway, John Hughes. I mean, you know, John Hughes did, like, every movie ever. Yeah. From the 80s and like, 90s. I mean, if you did... St. Elmo's Fire as well. Well, Home Alone, National Lampoon's vacation movie. What? John Hughes did Home Alone? I didn't know that. No, that was Christopher Columbus. Oh, shit. Yes, it was. was um, uh, the National Lampoon movies. You know that. You know those movies. Come on. And I, I know of them. I don't think I've seen them. He what? was all on it. He is. What? I, I, I'm glad that this is being recorded. I knew that that's what was going to be your reaction. I think I must have seen like Christmas Vacation or whatever it is. Everybody's seen that. Come, come on, it's on every single year. When I was a kid, but you've seen Ferris. You must have seen Ferris Bueller. I've seen I've seen Ferris Bueller. Yeah. You must have seen Sixteen Candles. Nope. Weird Science, Uncle Buck. Yeah, yeah Weird Science. Uncle no, Buck. you know what he did write Home Alone. Yeah, he. I've, I've he got the list. It, I've got the list of now. He was the producer and the writer, but not the director. <laughs> the Great Outdoors. Yeah. Who doesn't love the Great Outdoors? Come on. Metaphorically, literally, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. As all a film, a no, no idea. What? Oh, my God. I'm already one round, because looking through his filmography, which we've already gone off on a tangent, because we're not even talking about Pretty in Pink yet. No. He also did 101 Dalmatians, which... Lame. What, the... Um, the live-action one. The live-action one. Basically, he's my favourite screenwriter, and he is the late, great John Hughes, and he died... Um, Too soon. Not, not that few years ago. He was great. Loved him. He's always very much but yeah, it's he will always be my favourite. It's pretty in pink, and I suppose you want me to do a synopsis. Yeah. Well, I think that is going to be the best well, way forward. I mean, it's a kind of, it's a kind of, it's a really simple one, right? It's a 80s 
love story about kind of a Romeo and Juliet style from, well, two kids. Well, they're seniors in high school. They're 18. They're from the, one is from the wrong side of the tracks. One is wealthy. It's sort of a love story between two people from opposing worlds. That's pretty much it. And they are in love and they are trying to navigate their relationship through um, peer pressure from both sides because they don't, both worlds don't approve of the other. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. You've got Molly Ringwald as Andy, who my niece is named after, and also Andy from the Goonies. Um, and, and then Blaine, who is the gorgeous Andrew McCarthy, who is a sort of 80s Brat Pack classic actor. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And then they both have shitty friends who don't agree with the relationship. Andy's got sort of a whole other story with her um, her dad, who their mum left them a few years ago and the dad hasn't been able to deal with it. And he's kind of non-intentionally a bit of a bum and he's not working, but he's like, you know, he's a real good dad. So there's that kind of story. And then there's Andy's best friend, Ducky, played by John Cryer from Two and a Half Men. And he's in love with Andy, but he's never going to get her. But that's something we'll talk about later. And um, that's pretty much it. So it's a really simple um, 80s love story with a bloody rocking soundtrack, if you ask me. It's got a great soundtrack. And sorry, can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I've got my window open and that was really loud. I liked it. I do apologize. It, it was the uh, Sons of Anarchy going past. It was like reverse ambience. The Exeter Sons of Anarchy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's my brief synopsis. Mm. It's a very good synopsis, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, it's a I brief feel like one. most of your films you choose just because you like the soundtrack. Soundtrack is a, such an important part of a movie. I think it, I think it's important. for me for me for you yeah yeah that, that's what I mean I think like that that's one of the highest things on on the the agenda for you yeah I want to be I want to be able to feel something and music is what makes me feel so I guess I guess that's why and beautiful men huh. beautiful and that, Andrew man. McCarthy has I mean he's not typically gorgeous but he's got the most piercing blue eyes i've ever seen and he also he i don't know if he wrote it or directed it but he's or produced it um to do with orange is the new black if you guys don't know oh really, oh, really? yeah yeah that's what he's been doing recently he was in wasn't he in weekend at bernie's he was he was and season loads of saint elmo's fire i think um and one of my favorite 80s films of all time mannequin and Mannequin, I love Mannequin, I got it on DVD. And that's the list. And um, Less Than Zero, which is kind of depressing with Robert Downey Jr. And also um, Star from The Lost Boys that we talked about, the one who's now a billionaire. Uh, um, yes. She was in that movie. Anyway, so over to you guys. I have no idea what you think, but it doesn't sound like it's your kind of thing, but go ahead, somebody. I think... Um... I would I would enjoy it more if I saw it when I was younger. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been watching this movie my whole life. Yeah, like I don't feel like I don't dislike it in any way. Like it's a decent movie, mm -hmm. um, but I don't I don't have the emotional connection to it because as well, what what I realized whilst watching it is it's that kind of iconic eighties film yes. that I've seen like ripped to pieces for so long that when you see it in its natural habitat it becomes a cliche when actually at the time it probably wasn't a cliche or, or maybe it was I don't know but it's like because we've seen it so many times and it's like oh, okay well yeah that like the, the bit that I remember is when she comes in after kissing him for the first time and like she comes in, and it, I could just like see in my head, and I was like, "So she's gonna close the door, then lean against the door, yeah, and scream." And it's like, and it sort of like it sort of works. And she's in love straight away, but that's what it's like when you're that age. Yeah, it? oh, ab absolutely. Like they're not gonna get married and settle down and have kids. Well, we don't know. 
Well, we don't know. But I mean, I, like... I feel like Anna wants them to. That's the sequel she wants to Oh, I, I know. I've got so much to say about this movie, but I just know I'll forget if I don't say it now. The, the other character that I kind of <laughs> liked because I hated him. James Spader. Was James Spader. Love James Spader. Yeah. I mean, yes. you wouldn't know to look at him now. How hot was he before he, he got... He was wh- very hot. Before he got kind of fat and bald, he was a really good-looking younger guy, and it's just a, a real shame that balding happens to men. Well, I think all 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 hair stars are beautiful, and we need to make sure that we're uh, being inclusive to everyone. And that well, I don't, don't agree. I don't mind a bald man, if I'm honest. Hmm. It depends on how like how how they like if it's like. Well, a white, then no, probably not. But like, there are uh, like, I'm trying to think of like. I mean, I'm just specifically talking about James Spader because he did. Oh, yeah. He was a good-looking younger guy, and he was he, very good-looking. If you look at Andrew McCarthy now, he looks pretty much the same, just a bit older, and he's mm. still pretty gorgeous, in my opinion. But yeah, I think I think the only time I knew of James Spader before this crash was um, no. Crash! Oh my God! Watch it's Crash! The, the, um, no, I, I'm aware of it. Oh, watch it! Not my sort of thing. I was more thinking of uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Um, of course, where he plays a uh, sentient robot that wants to kill all of humanity. Uh, I'm does, bored. He, but but he does such a good evil voice. What about James Spader in Mannequin? Is he in mannequin? Yeah, he's like the he's like the store manager. I haven't. It's I haven't totally seen that out of. He's not. Years. I mean, it kind of shows that he's not typecast because it's not what. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's a sleazy store also, manager. Well, maybe he is. I suppose the other character we haven't mentioned. What's she called? Annie Potts, who is my direct Annie... link, my direct link to Ghostbusters and Vigo. Mm-hmm. Annie Potts, yeah. Annie Potts, and okay. who is also Mima. In Young Sheldon. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> love that woman. She's brilliant. Um, but also, I don't know, oh no, because you haven't seen Always Sunny, but Dan has. I've seen the first two seasons. Yeah, it's not. Have you seen all of it, Dan? No, I've not. No. For those of you who have seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia, all I could think about in the scene where she has the white wig. Yeah. Is Ongo Gablogian, which is where now I'm ruining it for people that haven't seen Always Sunny, but it's brilliant. Danny DeVito's character pretends to be a, a hippie um, art dealer with that wig on <laughs> Danny DeVito, and j- he just walks around an art gallery pointing at paintings, going, Bullshit, bullshit. Derivative, no. and he's like, calls is like, I'm Ongo Gablogian. I do, I do, I will, I will give that show another go. Yeah, just even if you just search for that scene, because then there needs to be no contact. I know, I just keep getting distracted by all these like white people renovating hotels and stuff. Well, um, but yeah, I, I thought her character was great. I think, of course, she was great. It's Annie Ports, yeah. she is. I definitely great. wanted to see more of her. I wanted to see more of her and Andy. Yeah, it's a really nice relationship, nice friendship. It is. Uh, so, because we haven't said that, uh, um, Andy works in a record store, and Annie Potts plays her boss, who's sort of—I think she's supposed to be sort of early thirties—and she's kind of, sort of, still kind of young. She's like me, you know. She still wants. She still thinks she's a teenager. She's like, and she le- sees a lot of herself in Andy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, carry totally. on. Totally. And uh, I like the fact that each time you see her, her outfit and look is entirely and her wig. yeah it's brilliant she's always actually. every time it, it was kind of like one of those cameo roles even though she's in the whole thing where you're going what's she yeah. does next time what's she going to look like very what, what fabulously sage. 80s yeah totally totally i like the um the bit that's out there where she's sort of the punk rocker yeah and then she's like got a madonna phase and then by the end of it she, yeah. you know she, she's not even a main character she has her own growth and she yeah. by the end of it she's had her own storyline and her own arc she's sort of which i don't actually like because she's become an adult and she should stay young and cool forever hmm. she should be irresponsible and hang out with andy yes but that's yes. the thing like if i 
<laughs> if she wanted to, then she would. Mm. But I like the fact that it's kind of like that she's like, no, I think this is good. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. So back to Dan, what do you think? It was when you were doing your synopsis. Um, I think if I'd known the story going in, then I probably would have enjoyed it more because I was waiting for something to happen. But actually, because it is just a very simple girl, yeah. from, girl from the poor side of town meets boy from the rich side of town. And maybe to go back to Joe's thing earlier, maybe I'm just being overthinker. I feel like films now, there's no such thing as a simple, I'm this, you're that, let's fall in love and everything will go wrong for a bit. Unless you watch the Hallmark Channel. Unless you watch the Hallmark Channel, because now you've got to have so much growth and development and every character has to do something amazing and action-packed. You don't so, need it. So actually, it's just quite a gentle story. And I think that's what threw me, because I was just waiting for the next thing to happen. And also, maybe knowing you as well, I was thinking... Surely Anna's not picked just a cut and dry love story. Yeah, but this is why, like, I love love stories. I love it. I'm a sucker for it. You are, aren't you? But yeah, massively, massively. But um, probably nothing contemporary. But for me, 80s, I lived a bit longer in the 80s than you guys did. Mm. And I watched, you know, all the, a lot of the movies I picked, I would have watched when I was a little kid. And for me, but obviously at the time when these movies came out, I don't know how big they would have been. But for anybody who lived through the 80s, they'd be looking back and think, oh, God, the 80s were awesome. It was so much better than now. And that's the point, though, isn't it? You know, we had a full on discussion. Was it two weeks ago about Richie Rich? Oh, and, which is on Netflix. And I think we should do it. Oh, we absolutely should. But Richie Rich, objectively, is an awful film. Like... <laughs> The acting is schlocky, the story is janky, the writing and acting and character is bad. But you go, you put Richie Rich on, I can bring you a room full of 30-year-olds who will all lose their mind. Oh, absolutely. God, you guys are young. <laughs> and I kind of feel like this is probably, like you just said, it's like, and like Joe said, there's a little bit of nostalgia, there's some happy memories. Um, and I know what I'm about to say sounds really anticlimactic, but it's not. There's like nothing wrong with this film. Like no, I was, I was watching it going. There's nothing wrong at all. Like it might not be my kind of film, but I mean, there's only one thing that maybe I would go. We do need to talk about this, and we will talk about Ducky in a minute because I've got questions. Um, but actually, as a film, yeah, it was good. It passed passed an uh, evening. I'm I glad. Yeah. yeah, like I like I I watched it on my own because I wasn't sure. Like my what life. rates would 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 think about it? Who cares what people think? Hmm. But um, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'd watch it again with her. Hmm. Oh well, I'm glad you made that point. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what I mean is, like, if I if I really didn't like it, I wouldn't watch it. Again. Yeah. Shall we? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think we've talked about this several times with movies, and I don't actually know how old these guys were, but mm. I don't know if it's the '80s style and the clothes. But you know, we always talk about how older actors seem to play these teenagers, and I feel like, other than maybe Andy and Ducky and Blaine. Like I, I, I don't know. No, I feel like um, uh, James Spader, who's called Steph, and then you know Andy's friend, who by the way seems to casually get away with yeah. smoking weed in the gym, yeah. in her in her gym class, and nobody says anything. Don't they look? Don't they look about thirty? Like, yeah, yeah they well, do, don't I, they? I I did just try and find out how old John Cryer was. Right. Hopefully, um, after seeing the agent trying to work it out, I realised that I had accidentally. Googled John Cryer, the British Labour Party politician. Um, and he wasn't the one who was in Pretty in Pink. Um, no, it was the one in Two and a Half Men. Yeah. So he he is... Oh, they're basically the same age, though. Um, he was born in 1965. And he said this came out in... So, yeah, he was probably a few years older-ish. I don't know, but Ducky. I don't think Ducky looked older, Ducky but I definitely 31. think he definitely didn't look thirty-one. He was thirty-one. If he's born in no, if he's born in 60, If he's born in sixty-five, he'd be twenty-one. Yeah. Oh yeah, twenty. No, but the the one I was mainly thinking about was I thought Steph uh, James Spader looked a bit older, and also 
um i don't know was her name jenna jenna um andy's friend who's not yeah. actually she's not in it very much at all she, she disappears she, midway through she, she does but she definitely looks way older way older i mean yeah, even he was 26 he was 26 james bader yeah uh i mean can't they get like actual 18 year olds to play in these movies no well, have you seen no, that 18 year olds close 18, up you don't really have the experience or the kind of I mean, look at Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. He was a well, pretty yeah, good actor. But he was playing a child. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Also, he's totally method. I heard that he went and lived on his own for two years. To <laughs> yeah, killed two robbers. I yeah. won't hear a bad word against Macaulay Culkin. I love him. He's, to be honest, we missed a good link because he very sort of publicly but also very forgettably went out with Mila Kunis, didn't he? For no, he, yeah, I know. And that was a weird one. But I, I kind of get it. I get it. Um, but yeah, you are right. I think, I think Joe's got it right that there's no experience if you're young. But at the same time, maybe we just all understand that in Hollywood you're a teenager till you're 27, and then you become a mum or a dad straight oh. away. There's no... well, because there's always playing age. Yeah. We'd be bloody grandparents. Yeah. True that. I'd be a great grandma. Yeah. I definitely think I'd be playing someone's parent. I'd be like the village prospector who's fallen on hard times. <laughs> You'd be a priest. Right. Can we um can we talk about the elephant in the room? Yes. Ducky. Ducky. Which is ironic because it's ducky, not elephanty. But yes, yeah. we can. At first I thought the reason it was called Ducky is because he looks a little bit like Donald Duck. <laughs> ah, this is John Cryer, by the way, for people who yeah, have been keeping John up. Cryer, yeah. Who is plays Andy's best friend, who is completely in love with her. I I have very mixed feelings about Ducky. Oh, I have so many happy memories of Ducky. Because there are so like there are times in which I want to put him through a fourth floor window. Mm-hmm. And then there are times where I think he's actually quite sweet. And it is it like innocent, but I just and I don't know if it's the whole kind of we're in twenty twenty one now and all the woke culture etc. And I'm try I, I try to not get kind of swept up in that, but I also try to think I actually should just should should not be a prick. So if something is bad, then I should say it's bad. Okay, get and on with it then. I think. I think he's problematic because the scene that did it for me is the alarm. How annoying is that scene? That that is just like infuriating and he is just a prick. Like he is possessive and like aggressive like aggressive mm-hmm. um gaslighting like literally like and I just think... How is he gaslighting her? Because he's basically like, you don't want to go out with him because he's got money. And it's his, like, and, and the, partly the problem that I have with him, and I, and I admit this, is I have been ducky. When That's I was it. younger... I am ducky. 100% have been ducky. Yeah. But the bad side of ducky. And at the time, I didn't realise. And now I look back and I go, think. So maybe it was just a little bit kind of too close to home for me. And it was like, oh, yeah, that's how much of a prick I was. But yeah. did he did he not come through in the end for you? He like, did come through. He was amazing in the end. Which is what I was going to come round to is the fact that it. But th- there's a reason for that, which I'm sure you're already aware of, Anna. What? The fact that they this isn't the original ending. No. <laughs> I, I've got I've got the DVD box set and yeah. I don't have a yeah, but what I mean ending. they film the original ending and he gets with Ducky. Oh no, that would be no good. And test audiences booed the film. Yeah, I agree. So well, yreshot. yeah, no, she shouldn't go with Ducky. Yeah, so they reshot it. <laughs> 
Because then you're basically saying, yes, only poor people can be with poor people and only rich yeah, people can be with rich people. That's partly it. Yeah. Stick to your own. And, that, and, and that's why I think it, it, when you watch it next time, look, I think it's when they like go in to the prom and their hold, and he holds their hand. So I think I think there's there's kind of shadows of it in in the film because they obviously didn't just re-record the entire extra thing. Mm. So there are bits where you think, oh, that probably was in the original ending. Yeah. But yeah. But although with Ducky, on, and I agree with you, and although I've never been a stalker, I haven't, and he is kind of stalkerish, I definitely have been, like, I feel like I've spent a lot of my life with the unrequited, unrequited love feelings and the um, how he deals with it is just being like super mean and angry and mm. I'm totally that person like rejection okay just get angry and be really mean about that person and then socially destroy them sure that's what we do right no isn't it isn't it mm. um, I, I go the other way and just cry my eyes out for oh no 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 I just get angry and just be really <laughs> nasty um, but also he's actually got some he's got some really beautiful lines mm. he has some yeah. nice lines and he has this really nice conversation with um uh, with Andy's dad, who is played by Harry Dean Stanton, who is a classic actor who's, mm. I'm going to bring it up once again, who is in Twin Peaks. Um, you know what? Season <laughs> three. He is a Lynch, he is a David Lynch actor, and he is a legend. And he died not that long ago, actually. Yeah, I was um, so in, uh, And this is all for Joe. He's total babe. In the first Avengers film. Uh, Wait, let me see if I can work it out. Don't is ruin it. Real, is it someone really. Don't obvious? ruin it. No, if oh. if you can't remember, you won't remember. He'll play oh, like right. a janitor or something, but he's just a legend. He's a classic <laughs> actor. Um, and then there's a line that I really love that Ducky says. It's when they're Andy and Ducky are driving. Um, she's like driving him home, and they go through the rich end of town, and they're looking at all the houses. And she's talking about how beautiful these houses are, and he's like, "You want beauty? Look in the mirror." And I just thought, "Fucking hell!" If someone said that to me, I'd be like, "Okay." I mean, yeah, but it's the way, it's partly the way that he says it. It's the way he's, I think he says it so nicely. And we've got to talk about his Otis Redding scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is that, a great scene. That is that, that is a great, um, but partly the thing that took away from it, and again, it's because I watched them in, in the wrong order, it it reminded me of the a similar scene in High Fidelity with Jack Black. Oh, yeah. I but quite like that movie. I haven't seen that they in a were, time. They, they were like, and they're not exactly the same. What song does he do? I have seen that loads of times and um, I loved it. I can't remember. It's ah. let me find it. I love Jack Black. Was it um Fucker Gently? It wasn't Fucker Gently. Oh right. I think I really have to put this uh, episode as uh, explicit, aren't I? Um there's been a lot of apologies for those that are listening that are children um, <laughs> you should be listening anyway yeah, yeah. Um, you should be, wa- you should Ma- be watching a film marvin that's rated 15 is it oh, what no. he sings marvin gay at the end um sexual healing song in record you get you guys to continue to talk and i'll uh we will i think one of my problems with Duffy as a character and it is cultural i know that if this film was made today, Ducky would be the villain. <laughs> yeah. D- Ducky Hardly would me. Ducky would be the That's because and there's I no think... romance left in the world. Well uh, That's because people uh, just meet people online and it's all gross and messed up. But this is the thing though, that he kind of fit, he felt to me I I didn't like the weird stalker side of him at all. Like that bit didn't it didn't endear him or his feelings and I, I, I know that you meant I know, I know and I know that it's maybe a good representation of what it's like to be a teenager in love that you're so jealous and fragile and everything's up in the air but I really didn't like the scene where he talks with her dad it really set oh. me on edge the fact that he talked to her dad and he's like I love your daughter and I'm going to marry her <laughs> I thought like... it was cute but I think I was more looking at Harry Dean Stanton's character and how just so naturally he acts. He's, he's brilliant and he's so He's just a gem. He's such a gem. Yeah, he's just um, 
Yeah, it's just like, I mean, just as a very natural actor, it's very good. But anyway, Karen. Would you like to know a little fun fact I've just learned whilst um, looking on? I'd, I'd love to say it was something academic. It was Wikipedia. Um, apparently, um, Molly Ringwald appealed for Robert Downey Jr. to play Ducky. Uh, oh, wow. he, Robert Downey Jr. is a big, big brat packer. He, yeah, he is. Um, but apparently they went with John Cryer, which she said was better considering the ending of the film, the re-edited ending of the film. I also think Robert Downey Jr. would have been too good looking and like yeah. um, way probably, I mean, I love Andrew McCarthy, but he would have he would have been better looking than Andrew McCarthy. It wouldn't have yeah. worked at all. He, he would have just gone, why is she not with Ducky? He yeah, loves her. he's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's like having Rob Lowe or something, yeah. <laughs> you know. But then at the same time, apparently, and this might alter things for you. It might not. Apparently, Charlie Sheen was considered. The yeah. So instead of um, as who? the man, as Blaine, as the love interest. As who? Blaine. He, Sh Charlie Sheen. Surely he would have been too old because Emilio Estevez, his brother, is a brat packer, and he would have been around. He's much older than him. No, he would have actually been. He would have actually been younger. He would have been twenty. 12, 21, sorry. No, is Charlie Sheen not old, older than Emilio Estevez? Charlie Sheen, Carlos Erwin Estevez, born September 3rd, 1965. He's older than his brother? Um, let me find out for you. Because Emilio Estevez been... is a big, like, he's a main brat packer, one of the main brat packers. Yeah, but he would have been the same age as the rest of the cast. Is my no. Oh, no, that would have been an awful choice. I know. So what you could have had instead of um, he's going to have had one of the half you could have had a two and a half the men prequel yeah absolutely you could have had a two and a half men prequel <laughs> oh no can you imagine throwing so, Ashton Kutcher's fetus yeah unfortunately Charlie Sheen couldn't do it because there weren't any prostitutes and uh, and, and cocaine yeah. shame there probably was <laughs> there was there probably was some cake sniffing about yeah Look at James Spader's outfit. Like, oh my god, I love James Spader's outfit. He is so cool in this film. And his he just he, his voice annoyed me a lot. Oh, I love him. Oh, we need to talk about actually his relationship because James Spader's character Steph is Blaine's best friend. Blaine is, you know, their love interest for Andy. But you kind of find out that so Steph is this nasty. He's a nasty piece of work, he, and he's, he's he is the kind of person who gives rich people a bad name. Exactly, yeah. and he's he's definitely super rich. Doesn't give a shit about his family and his parents. Just has house parties and abuses their wealth. And he, um, but what you actually find out is that straight from the the start, but you don't really think about it until later on, I guess, is that he has actually been really into Andy the whole time. Yeah. So, but but because she's kind of. Um, she's poor and also she, you know, she buys her clothes from like a thrift store and she's really individual, which is something we haven't mentioned is that she makes her own clothes and she's kind of quirky. I mean, it's very, very 80s fashion, but on another level, level 80s fashion, I guess that's cool. And so for him, he's pursuing her. He's been pursuing her since like the fifth grade, something like that, he says. And she's always turning him down because he's a twat. But um that plays quite a big part in this, actually. The, he, like he's because that because of the peer pressure that he's telling Blaine um, not to go with Andy is not actually because of the poor, rich divide. It's because yeah. he actually wants her. Because but then on the other yeah. side, when you've got Andy's side, that Ducky is, and it, well, I guess it's the same thing. Ducky's telling him not to go for Blaine because he's rich, but actually it's because Ducky wants Andy so it's all wrapped up in this kind of equally uh, snobbish of each other's worlds not just rich looking down the pool but it's both but actually it's not about that at all it's because both best friends want them yeah mm. does that make sense there's yeah. almost a line to sort of that effect isn't there quite early on I think when they go on a date for the first time and Blaine almost kind of goes neither of us really belong in each other's world like yeah. Like, you could come to my world and everyone will hate you, and I can come to your world and everyone will hate me. And 
Dan, if you're talking about me and you, it's definitely everybody in your world would hate me. <laughs> they just can't stand people from the south. That's what it is. Or people that have tattoos. Oh no, everyone loves a tattoo. Um, but I can't. Re- there was something else that you just said, and I can't remember what I was going to say. Just that it's not actually about the rich poor divide. It's about yeah. Um, it's ge- oh. it's more about unrequited love. That's what this just, movie is about. It is. But on a complete segue, it is rich and poor. My question is this a plot point did i just imagine this andy and ducky are they at like some elite prep school like because there's a bit where she gets hauled up before the principal and told off and he's like something something scholarship something 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 you're lucky to be here yeah and i thought are andy and ducky from the wrong side of the tracks but both quite intelligent and so they're at this well i'm not sure because there's the whole there's loads of them isn't there there's like because they have this um kind of thing where um the rich kids are all inside on the break time and then there's like this outside area will all the kind of poorer kids kind of you know the the arty musician creative types who are sort of also happen to be the poor ones because you can't you can't be you can't be rich and creative no. which which i think we all know we all know all, that. Also, um, you can't you can't be poor and um, not just love being outside exactly <laughs> no exactly so i don't know if, i mean yeah that's not it's not actually really that explains okay. it. That... No. I could yeah. work it out because it seemed like such a weird mishmash of super rich sort of jocks and then like, yeah, hey, no, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I make my own clothes because I've got no money. Let's talk about instant messenger before it was a thing. Oh do you know, my what, goodness. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? I'm talking about yeah, the yeah. scene in the right. library. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Over like, to I'm you impressed guys. that he managed to get pictures on that. Very, <laughs> very quickly, might I add. Yeah. Very, very quickly. She's like, who's this? Straight away. It's a picture of like her. <laughs> so this is 1986. And not only do they manage to talk to each other through the computer, which I guess you could have done, but also they could send really, really send good. very quick pictures of each other. Yeah. Photos. War games. The would you like to play a game? <laughs> is that what you saw in that scene? That's what I saw in that scene. It's because it's uh, like one of the messages was, would you like to? And when it's in that like 8 bit format, it just made me think of that instantly. So that's definitely going on the list. Nice. But no, that bit threw me because you see her at a computer in a library. And then the rich kids obviously also, and I did think this at the time, followed her there to talk to her. I thought, I don't know what it is with this character. Why are all these men following her? And sort of because she's in the John Hughes film, Daniel. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Because it's, it's Molly freaking Ringwald. Like, yeah. there's no other actresses at the time other than, like, a young Demi Moore. I, I'm going to have to investigate this as a study. Was Molly Ringwald the only 80s actress allowed? She was, like, of the, of the teen genre, yeah, she, she was. She was one. the queen. She was, was the queen. Actually, yeah. And then, like, yeah, I guess, like, Demi Moore was kind of in and out of the Brat Pack. I mean, I can actually only think of St. Elmo's Fire. I mean, Google the Brat Pack. I'd... I did have it. It's basically Molly, Molly Ringwald. It's just nobody else. It's just Molly Ringwald. Yeah, nobody um, else. So, yeah, so... It was and just that crazy yeah. one in Breakfast Club. Uh, Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Yeah, she's in a couple of um, Breakfast movies. Like two. Yeah, you are right. Oh, yeah, you've named all three who were listed on the Rat Pack. I am a fan. Mm, totally. You got it. But And you will hate this. They put Demi Moore before Molly Ringwald. What? Yeah, but that's because it's alphabetical. Oh. Uh, D before M. No, because it's on the big list where they've got oh. E before A and R before A. And... Oh, okay. I think that Molly Ringwald actually looks exactly the same now. If you've ever looked her up, I, I haven't. Going to look her up. Do you think? I think her... Andrew McCarthy and Molly Ringwald look really good now. The you others. Mm. Her and Andrew McCarthy have got. He does. He, I will say this: he does have a gorgeous smile. Who? Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. He has the most beautiful sparkly eyes ever. They're so sparkly. Isn't that just good lighting? Hmm. No, he does. Come on. (laughs) 
I mean, I'm I'm sure they are nice, but sparkly eyes are just good lighting, surely. No, but they're really big. They're really big okay. for us because he's got like a really small face and this tiny little pert mouth. But these great, <laughs> great big sort of turquoise yeah. sparkly eyes. If you're listening, I, to me, well, sorry, uh, Andrew McCarthy. I follow you on Instagram. You're fit. If you want to be a guest on one of our podcasts, yeah, yeah, we'll let you pick the film. Yeah, uh, as long as yeah. it's mannequin. That's, oh, you get I love mannequin. Mannequin is a Kim Cattrall and James Spader. What more could you want? Sean Astin. Again, I haven't seen a lot of these. Even the ones that I remember from when I was a kid, I haven't seen since I was a kid. But I'll have to. Uh, God, I watch all these movies every single year. I would say. Really, these, your Christmas films. You know how everyone has. No, that I collection. just what, throughout the year. I just you know I lead a lonely life. <laughs> Like my top ten, I watch every year. Back to Future, you know, Goonies Day, Dancing Pretty and Pink, Roadhouse, every year. Roadhouse. Just um, ruining a future episode then? No, I'm not. I mean, this could be two years away. Our list is massive. It is massive. As you listed all those films, though, I realised that Family Guy have done parodies or references. I know, I know, I know. I've seen the Dirty Dancing one, which is yeah. hilarious. And there's also and also the, creepy as hell. There's also the sort of Back to the Future one where Peter is married to Molly Ringwald. <laughs> there's also the one where um, it's uh, Doc, and he's like, "We've got to do something with your kids, Marty," and he's like. You, you, is it your daughter marries a black man or something and it just turns out he's a massive racist? Yeah, and then they're like, we're, we're cool with that. That's fine by us. And he's like, he's like oh, oh, okay. We, we won't go back there. <laughs> um, obviously, the point I was going to make was that obviously, you know, all these films that you're listing as your top 10, Pretty and Pink included, are super iconic of their time, wherever their time is. Um <laughs> And I do, I do feel like this is definitely one of those things. I think Joe got it right when he said a lot of it, you watch it now and it's cliche because we've had 30 years where people have taken the mick out of it. But actually, cliches all start somewhere, don't they? And they start in sincerity. And I think this film just kind of has that very... It's quite an innocent film, isn't it? So innocent. Mm. Just, I like a guy, the guy likes me, his friends are all mean, my friends passive-aggressive... I've got no money. My mum's run away. Like there's, there's no bank heists or terrorists or explosions. I wouldn't like it if they had it. If it had any mm. of that crap, you wouldn't exactly. It's just a simple love story. And in the eighties, you can't go wrong with that. I think that's quite refreshing. If you can guess which my favourite character is, and he only plays a very small role in this movie. Yeah. Uh... It happened, and I was like. Instantly, my favorite moment in the entire film. It's a really like. Oh, is it the is it is it is it the bouncer? No, it's not the bouncer. Although I, I did like the bouncer. bouncer. He's pretty cute. Um, no, even smaller part than that. Wow. See, see how. Good oh, is it like um? That. Is it one of the teachers? No. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll give you a clue. It's in the record store. Oh, the little boy who's the the pinching things with the who steals the sunglasses and she tries to fleck him with this staple gun. Half, yeah, an, half an inch. It's a different guy than than the one that steals. But it's the no, one it's the same kid. It's the same kid. It's the same kid. I promise so you, it's the same. It's worth like because she throws the glasses, doesn't she? Yeah, and, and he, he puts them on. He puts them on and does like the I'm really cool look. Yeah, after, after like, like a day before, she's just tried yeah, to like yeah, flick him with a staple gun. He's like, You missed my eye by an inch. How like, is oh, that what he's doing? He's trying to protect his eyes from the staple gun. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. I didn't think of that, but it's the same kid. I promise you. Yeah, I was just like, It looked like, have you seen that GIF where it's like really old, like VHS recording? Oh, and it's just VHS. like he's a, he's a student and he just kind of looks and he's like, you know yeah, that people. You know that people can't it. see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So, I, uh, audio description: Joe uh, lifting his thumb. Joe leans back in his chair, elevating his right arm and putting the thumbs up. My God, you have the right voice for audio description. Because <laughs> you don't have a stupid accent like we do. Oh, thank you very much. I don't have a stupid accent, do I? Joe, Joe does. I mean, I don't. 
Joe talks with his regular cool accent. <laughs> with his middle Ooh. Queen's with his Queen's English. I work, uh, I know RP, don't you know? <laughs> you could work on the radios in nineteen forty two. RP. Okay. I'm, I'm so Yorkshire that someone said RP. I'm so Yorkshire. And I thought you were talking about someone called P. <laughs> when you just said RP for some RP. reason, I immediately thought Richard Pryor. Do you even know who that is? Of course I know who Richard Pryor is. Just, just checking. <laughs> but that's who that's I automatically thought. That was a, I don't know why I just... That's what I thought. Yes, that's that's what they learn in drama school. They learn Richard Pryor. Oh, I mean, I feel like that's going to be... Brewster's Millions. Very quick. Legend. <laughs> and he was in super, one of the Supermans. The only Superman movies I ever liked was the original Superman. I do like the original Superman. He's definitely in one of them. Superman 2 is great. I liked it when, which is the one where su there's like a bad, sexy Superman. Is that Superman 3? Is, is that the one with Richard Pryor? Or Possibly. are you thinking of Zod? No, no, no he's sexy too. But, um, Christopher Reeve gone bad, but he's good. Christopher, oh. there's two of them. There's two of them. No, he's not two of them, is he? He just goes bad and he's kind of sexy. And he doesn't show, like, the only reason he looks a bit different is because he has a bit of stubble. Yeah. That's how you make that's how you're bad. You don't yeah. shave for two days. You don't shave and you wear black. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's not even wearing black. He's still he in a, he's in a Superman outfit. It might be a little bit grubby. He might he might have like some, some mud stains on it. But he um he's just got a bit of stubble and that's the only difference. But he's sexier. As usual, I feel like we've gone Sorry. tangent. We, um, have, we have gone off on a tangent, but we did sort of... But that's off. okay. It's after that. It's, it's fine. We're talking about things. We're all about tangents. Love, hate, rich, poor. When is it okay to stalk an 18-year-old? The answer is never. Yeah. Always, because it's legal. It's legal, so... It's not. Fine. I mean, it's definitely not legal not to stalk legal someone. I'm not stalking, but... The way you specifically yeah, said you it, can, 18. You can love someone. You can unrequitedly love someone. Just don't stalk them, please. Don't be a ducky. Be a Blaine. I love Blaine. Now, Anna, what would you like the be a Steph. from this to be? Um, like that... For Joe and I, for people listening, if you were recommending this to a first-time watcher, what would you say? That the 80s was the best decade ever and that everybody should still have landlines. Yes. And you should have a pink landline phone by your bed, which your friends can call you on. You, you, you do realise you can have that now. I know, but nobody would. I had a landline a couple of years, when I had my own flat a few years ago. I had a landline and it was one of those really cool ones where you like dial around in a circle. Proper 80s. I had one when I was a kid. A rotary. And nobody ever bloody rang me on it. And, and then I got like a prank call in the middle of the night and I thought I had a heart attack. So... Yeah, I guess it's a bit annoying, but landlines are cool. Again, it's it, it's cool in that moment when you watch the film and you go, "Oh yeah." But no, when you have it like play, you have it on the kitchen wall and you like just take it for a walk around the kitchen. Um, all I can take away from this is you can't beat a classic romance in the eighties hmm. because nothing's better than the eighties except for maybe the seventies. Well. What but about, not really. What about romance in the 70s? It's a bit more sexy and raw and primitive, but the 80s is just, just cool. Cooler. Yeah, Cooler fashion. I'll tell you what it did make me want to watch. And I don't know if you guys have seen this one, but the Black Mirror episode, San Junipero. I saw that recently, actually. I loved it. It's my favourite. If, um, if that's what my afterlife is, that I can choose to live my afterlife in whatever decade I want, then... I think that's brilliant. You're not even going to a specific decade, are you? You're going to 1986 to the record store in Pretty and Pink. Uh, and you're just going to jump on John Cryer. Yeah. Ew, no. Jump on Blaine. Not Blaine. Okay. Yeah, shoot. definitely Blaine. Totally shoot staples at kids. Maybe even um, James Spader. Because I like it when he's just standing there smoking in school because everybody does smoke in school. Yeah, absolutely. He's and the most... when he just... 
He's the most lascivious teenager, isn't he? And I yeah. love that he's he is just a teenager at school, but he's in like a full on he's in like a full on suit. I know. He's got his yeah. white his white jacket and pants, like with his big shoulder pads. He's smoking inside in the school halls. And that line when he just looks when they're stood outside in the car and he's just like, You're a bitch. Mm. And I just yeah. think, Yeah, you tell me I'm a bitch. It's like they said James but to James, can you play a 35-year-old embittered businessman in the body <laughs> of an 18-year-old? That's exactly like, what it is. Like, we're going to have a house party later on, and I want you to just right, be walking around in like, boxer shorts and a shirt, but doing that sort of playboy oh, pose. Yeah, yeah he's but such he's a playboy. But he's just in bed. Oh, yeah. we didn't even talk about um, that slut Benny, the bitchy girls that bully Andy at school. We have They're is... definitely about 30 as well. Yeah. 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 But really hot 30-year-olds. They are your classic film female bullies, aren't they? Yeah, uh, and and they have like the the typical eighties hair. Yep. I love they the eighties hair. The same, the same haircut. The same mid length perm. Yeah, yeah. Fl- flicked to one side, mm-hmm. but a very natural blonde. If we've got to give him some some credit, there's definitely still that blonde dominance, isn't there? Yes. Uh, and Andy being a redhead, such a freak. Get her. <sighs> what a freak. God damn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've just remembered there's something that I don't get and I need you to explain it to me. Sure. So the bit where she was like, can you just let them off of the essay? Oh yeah. Enough, that's her trying to kind of yep. say, why do they why do they then say, now nah, we're gonna do the essay? Because they they don't want it to be like they're trying to do them any favours, help them out. She's like actually well, the girls, the bitchy oh, girls. Right. Yeah, 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 she's like, because she's trying to, and it's kind of, she's trying to be nice. She's trying to be like, oh, I don't want them to get into trouble because they'll give me, they'll give me a hard time. And mm. they're like, well, fuck, you know, fuck it, whatever. We don't, we don't want your, we don't want your help. We'll yeah, take, yeah. we'd, we'd rather take the essay than try and be our friend. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never been a teenage bully. Girls, so I just didn't understand. No, neither have I. Yeah. I, I was just like, nice why, why would you not want to uh, get out of the essay? But yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, they don't want to owe her anything. Hmm. Yeah. Basically, no bridges. Sure. Now, Anna, is there anything else you would like us to talk about? Well, probably, probably, but I can't think. Because I, when I was making notes, my notes were quite simple. Because whenever we simple watched movie, it, well, and that's exactly it. So there isn't yeah. anything where I was like, oh, we need to talk about this subplot where this mm. happened and that happened, like Jupiter ascending last week. Oh my god! Um, there was so much. There was so much going on that I think we could have talked about it. Still having nightmares about it. I know. Whereas this one, it's just, it's nice. It's cut and dry. It's mm. not complex. It's, um, it's a good one to watch. But why can't you smoke in schools anymore? Come on, guys, bring it back. Oh, I remember when I was at school, we definitely everybody smoked in the toilet. <laughs> no, when I was at high school, everybody smoked. I didn't at the time. Everybody smoked in the toilets. And, you know, you walk past toilets and it definitely <laughs> smelled of cigarettes. But nobody cared because, you know what? The teachers were all bloody doing it as well because they hated their, hated their kids so much. They were all stood outside the back in their staff room. You'd walk past the staff room like, Jesus, fucking stinks. Or they'll be all around the back of the building, puffing away because they hate their class so much. Um, bring back those days. That's my. I was going to say, I love that you're describing something, something that I would say is objectively awful. And um, uh, you know like, what's wor- worse than smoking? The golden days. Vaping. Vaping is worse than smoking. Yeah, but like that doesn't mean that smoking is is good. No, but it's retro. It is retro, but that's like saying. Oh, like the uh, sexual harassment crusades are all a while ago. So retro. This is going to start killing everyone. Um, speaking of sexual harassment and um, James Spader, if anybody has anybody seen Secretary? You know what? I saw. Uh, no, I haven't. Today, I actually saw a DVD in a shop, and it was that. And I thought I've not heard anyone talk about that film for about ten years. It's pretty cheeky. Is, is that really the one with Maggie Gyllenhaal? It is, yeah. Yeah, where he like, puts, a, puts like the saddle on her. Yeah. <laughs> but James Spader will say you should watch Crash. It's a really odd film. I'm I'm aware of what Crash is about, and I don't want to watch it. Oh, I kind of like it. It's James Spader, and he's really hot. But he um, 
Yeah, it's about people who get off on car accidents. Yeah, and they and, and they stage them. Well, I'm going to add it to my list and make you make you study um, make you study I'm, it. I'm in charge of the list. It will not be going on the list. Well, then I just you can find yourself someone else. <laughs> if we can't do crash, we'll do it on my birthday. That's my birthday present. And on this joyous note, maybe <laughs> to scores and five yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go first as I feel like. Um, Anna's going to definitely give it a ten. I don't know. No, I didn't know necessarily. Um, I I would say a six. Piss taker. Because like it, I would say it's a good film. A five would be like it's an all right film, but I would say it's a good film, so it's a six. Anna, would you like to give your... No, I want to know what you're going to give them, Daniel. I've also given it a six. You absolute pair of twats. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Um, Because everyone's itching to know. It's basically the same reason as Jack. That actually... And it goes back to that point. There's nothing wrong with it. Giving it five would feel insulting. Because it would just be like, oh, this is just a film. And actually, it's better than that. If you're going to watch it, it is a good film. But... It's not, it's not sort of breached any higher on like that. I definitely must go back and watch it again. It's not thermal. It's not thermal Louise, is it? Not thermal Louise. Oh my goodness! Pop that on right now. I'd happily sit down for another three hours. Oh. But how about you? What's your score? Um, I don't know if I should just like give it a ten just because, <laughs> just because you guys marked it so don't low. Political, like. Just, just because you might say no. I, I was always going to give it, for me, it's, I would, well, it would be a, I'm not allowed half, so you're going to, you forced me to give it a nine. Okay, nine. I would I, give it an eight and a half. I think that's it's still a, a decent score. Yeah, completely. Of course it is. It's in my top ten movies of all time. No, I mean like total. Oh, right, what is it? So, I'm not I'm talking about it. <laughs> Twenty-one. Is it more than yeah, Pikachu? So is it more than Pikachu? I don't know off the top of my head. Probably because you gave that about a four. So. <laughs> Not even that. I think you gave it a two. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I was being quite nice. That was early days when we were all like really sort of still not sure how scoring. Try, trying, to, trying to please each other. Those days yeah. gone. Gone. Oh no! I got the same. Twenty-one. That's actually insulting. Come on. I mean, you gave it the lowest score, unsurprisingly. So you stayed true to yourself. Um, and, you know, looking back at the scores, I wish I'd just nerfed everyone's and gone, I'm going to give it not only 10, but I'm going to take the points you didn't use and add them to my yeah, score yeah. as well. It gets 18 from me. God, I, it's just obscene. Um, obscene. So, so what we haven't discussed, because obviously the when we first started, we went on a massive tangent, mm. uh, was the fact that I didn't do a quiz this week. And I'm really sorry. I just completely forgot. I've had a really long week at work. And then I forgot that we were recording tonight. And it was sort of like, oh, yeah, I wonder who's going to like have got the quiz this week. And I was like, oh, yeah, we kind of need to do that before we record it, not just before we send it out. Yeah. Um, you can still do that, can't you? So we'll still send it out. But you won't get a, a shout out, so I'm sorry. But I'll make it clear on Instagram. Um, but w- we do technically have a shout out now. Dan knows about this person, um, oh, but go. I was contacted and have been in touch with uh, an Instagram account called the Kanji Man. Ah, uh, yeah, I love the Kanji Man. So they uh, arrange, like, basically find these Japanese poster flyer things called chirashis that are like small posters that they have in japan and they're for like all different films and i uh ordered a beetlejuice one and it came yesterday nice um and it looks so good like the quality like it's really thick kind of like brand new and obviously all like and the, there's interesting art so there's the the, the main kind of poster on the front but on the back it's like really interesting kind of 
like art design and stuff. So just check them out on uh, Instagram. They're about a tenner a pop, but I think it depends on which one they are because, like, I asked him for my one of my favourite films, which is uh, Chunking Express. And I think... Um, which is what? Chunking Express. What? Um, Chunking? It's uh, Chunking Express. It's by Wong Kar Wai, the... Um, it's like Hong Kong New Wave film. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, it has one of the best soundtracks, so you might want to watch it anyway just because of that. Mm, um, better than it, Devil's it, Rejects? You know, it, it, it's got California Dreaming played maybe 14 times. Okay, well, great. yeah, you can't really beat that. Um, but yeah, that, that one's like really rare, so you can't get that one. But he does like requests and stuff. Super nice person. Um, but yeah, I just said I'd give him give him a shout out because it looks really cool. Like the one that I'm looking for now is Alien because that looks like really cool in Kanji. Yeah. Or maybe Godzilla, but obviously that's mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, Do you reckon they have a Goonies one? You can look. I actually already have a Goonies. Look, you can look, and if they don't have any, just message them and say that. Um, um, I'm looking for a killer sofa poster. <laughs> I don't think they um, advertise killer sofa. Not interested then. Um, but yeah, it's like they're, they're genuine. It was a little bit of time to get the Beetlejuice one um, because they are genuine from Japan. So it's not just something that's printed off in, in like off in their someone's shed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like they're actually pr- properly sourced. And they might so, yeah, still be in their shed. Maybe. But I'd I'd back that up if um if you're not following them give them a follow they've got a lot of interesting stuff I uh, I always recommend them to friends when I see what things that they might like so check them out mm. totally check them out groovy but yeah and we have a couple of bonus episodes in the pipeline um, we do yeah so be sure to uh, check them out. <laughs> Excellent promotion skills. Exactly. Very good. Very good. We're working on something different. Yeah, we are working on something different. It. It's um, gonna be cool. It's gonna be absolutely insane. If you um, if you've not seen the running man with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you are in yeah. for a treat. This is gonna blow your mind. Now uh, I feel like it would only be right. I feel like we're hovering above the end of the recording. Mm. Anna, do you want to have the last word? Do you want to send us out with your pretty in pink final thoughts? Um, no. Uh, I don't know what to say. I have a a suggestion because I think there's a line that I didn't realise was in this film. Okay, go ahead. Um, And then they said it and I went... Oh, that's what that's from. And I'm just trying to find it. Oh, it's about using the word jazzed because I use that all the time and it's, it's from not that about film. about the word jazz. Saying. It's, it's similar to You Had Me at Hello. It's one of them kind of. Oh. Like, really. I didn't believe in you, but actually, no. Something you didn't believe in me, but actually, I didn't believe in me. I love you. Yeah. That you could tell that okay. Actually, I do want to say one thing is on YouTube, um, you'll be able to find it easily if you're a John Hughes fan. Uh, last year during lockdown, there was a really, really beautiful um montage tribute to him of all his movies, and basically, they got all the actors um present day to re say their lines from their greatest movies. And it is, it was a complete, it had me in tears, but it was, it was so good. And um, it has Andrew McCarthy saying his line, which I just really badly said something when he's like, um, you always said you can be in love with someone who didn't believe in you, but I believed in you. I just didn't believe in me. I love you. Whatever. He says that anyway, as him now, and it's got a whole bunch of actors, even like from home alone and stuff. It's so good. And it's on YouTube. Watch it. It will make you cry if you love John Hughes. That's my final thoughts. And also, actually, if you, through lockdown, the Friends Reunited episodes on YouTube were really special as well. Um, they got all the actors from uh, Back to the Future. They did Lord of the Rings. They did Goonies. They did, I think they did Ghostbusters as well. They did Wayne's World. 
and they got all the actors now and they just had basically a zoom chat and it was to raise money for charity and it was really special so watch those as well I would agree. They were really. Did you really see good. them? They were really special. Them, yeah. The Goonies and Back to the Future just made me cry. But the best bit about Back to the Future is, um, they couldn't get Biff on that episode, but they did a second one with just Biff. And he, and he was he played like an irate caller or something, and he was really good. <laughs> did, and, was, and his last was line was like, "Say hi to your mom for me." <laughs> <laughs> um, so Friends United and the John Hughes tribute montage on YouTube watch them that was it watch them when just before she goes to when she's telling her dad that she's going to prom anyway yeah when she says i just want to let them know that they didn't break me they didn't break me 